This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Garden Show is brought to you by The Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Brocker, here on a, well, thus far, a cloudy morning. But let's let's see what develops a little later on weather-wise. They're saying it's going to clear up yeah. and warm up. Well, and we always believe the weatherman, Charlie, do we not? <laughs> No. Okay. But right. I still think it's going to happen. Spring um, is – it's sprung, okay? Just right. trust. Trust. Uh, my apologies to your uh, your guy there at home, Elliot. I, I had to call this You morning. woke him up. I did. Yeah. I woke him up and I said, um, <laughs> would you pass along the uh, note, please, to Charlie, Message. Elliot? I was in the shower, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Well, that's okay. But I said, just tell Charlie I've got my nuts where are hers. <laughs> And he, I don't you think said he I laughed. should bring mine. I, know, I don't think he knew what you're talking about. <laughs> well, we have the acorn nuts. That's what I was referring to. That's right. I don't quite think he understood. Well, you know, he. I can't say that he listens to the show with any great uh, connection. I see. He's not a gardener. Well, that, that, that message then could have caused all sorts of problems. <laughs> My God. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. So we better take – well, we'll take the folks on that little tour. Of, yeah. Of our... Okay, so this is a radio show, but one oh, of the yeah. – yeah, and it is the garden show, yes. by the way. But one of the things we're going to do on air today that I don't think has ever been done before is we are going to plant acorns. Right. On air. Of course, acorns grow into mighty – Oaks. Oaks. Okay. And, of course, we're, so we're beginning the mightiness now. It's going to be a many, many multi-year project. But for now, we you know, give a little background later at a good time when we don't have 101 callers waiting. Okay. But uh, we'll just you know, give some background of where these acorns came from and what, where they've been what all winter. What we're going to do with all that yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first, let's get the phone numbers on here. That's my job. Uh, then it, your job, folks, is to listen to Charlie when you get online with her. And, uh, hey, she'll have an answer for you one way another. Let's see. If you're in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Okay? A couple now, of announcements. Oh, you got announcements. Oh, did okay. you want to do mantras or anything? Uh, oh, yeah. The mantra is call early, call often, 
one question per call. And don't forget to tell Justin, in this it's case, I think Sebastian, Sebastian is on Welcoming the, uh, Sebastian yes, welcome to the to Zoomer Sebastian. family. And uh, just say, hey, I'm a first-time caller, and when you're on the air with us, there you go. That's the little bell. You'll be welcomed. Okay. Okay. All my job's done. Uh, sure is. You're next. All right, I'm up. Asian Court Garden Club meeting, April 13th, 8 p.m. Speaker Trish Simmons. Gardening the blues, elusive blue plants is the topic. The Asian Court Garden Club meets at the Knox United Christian Education Center, 2575 Midland Avenue. Open to everyone, geared for everyone. Everyone's welcome. Uh, I mentioned this last week, but I'll say it again. For the third year in a row, the Riverdale Horticultural Society is offering a fabulous deal to gardeners in Toronto. They are selling large feed size bags of worm castings. Oh, worm castings. Worm yes. castings, also known as worm poo. Yeah. Or something along those, but really, really good soil amendment. Each bag weighs approximately 70 pounds and costs only $15. Smaller size bags can be ordered at a reduced prices, but the $15 bag is the that's, best that's value. a pretty good deal, I think, it's isn't amazing. it? Amazing. So, um, bottom line, for more information or to place an order, email RHS, which is Riverdale Hort Society, RHS Worm Castings at gmail.com. And that'll be a, there'll be a pickup date in May, so order now. Think of all the hard work those little worms have done, you know. <laughs> to fill. Oh, yeah. 70-pound bags. And Whew. those little toilet roll holders that they have. It's amazing, it's you know. It's amazing. Yeah. Truly. Uh, okay, April 14th, Tuesday, join the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society general meeting and free lecture by Miriam Goldberger on Taming Wildflowers. Remember Miriam? She was on our show. Yes. She has yeah. a lovely book. Uh, she has a lovely farm, Wildflower Farm. And uh, yes, recently released last winter book, Taming Wildflowers. She will be presenting information out of that on Tuesday, April 14th, 7 p.m. And of course, the meeting takes place at the Scarborough Village Community Center, 3600 Kingston and Markham Roads. Oh, and one more thing. One more? Mark okay. your calendars. A week tomorrow, Sunday, April 19th, I will be at the Sarnia Home Show. Okay. If you're in the Sarnia area, oh. come and say hello. I'm on stage 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. My topic is Stand Up and Garden. And that the Sarnia Home Show takes place at the Clearwater Arena Complex, which is 1400 Wellington Street in Sarnia. That is excellent. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk about Sierra Silton on the next break. Right now we have to take a little commercial break for our fine sponsors. And uh, Charlie and I shall return in moments. This is The Garden Show from AM740 as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Back in a moment. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, let's say hi to Brenda, calling in from Dundas. Hi, Brenda. Good morning. Good morning, both of you. And I think I should say, um, or rather sing, happy acorns to you. <laughs> Very good. Good for you. I love it. <laughs> well, I don't have any oak trees, but I do have a nice honeysuckle. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I planted it in the summer of 13, mm -hmm. and it grew several feet. I couldn't believe it. Right over the trellis, six feet, wow. nearly six feet. Mm -hmm. So my question is, when or shall I prune it? Well, I personally would prune it because by not pruning it, it just ends up being very, very tall and narrow and gangly. Mm -hmm. Just even simple tip pruning, just the, the, you know, half an inch off the tip of yeah. each of those stems will cause some side branching and the whole plant will be 
you know, denser um, and bigger and more effective. So I don't have to cut it right down then? No, not at all. You just okay. cut what makes sense. If it's gone up and over the trellis and now well, it's... Well, it goes sideways as well. Yeah, they tend to go where the light <laughs> is. <laughs> so cut it so that it's growing where you want it to be. I mean, I have a clematis that goes up and over the fence up the trellis, over the fence, down into the neighbor's backyard. And it's absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. in the neighbor's yeah. backyard. It flowers like crazy. Yeah. I you know, once said to them, if you come home and I'm having a cocktail in your backyard, <laughs> it's because I'm here to enjoy my clematis that I can't see in my backyard. So, um, I'll try that, Johnny. Yeah, so bring it back into your yard so you'll get the, the flowers, yeah. the leaves, you know, the real impact. So I just do the tips and... Tips or, or more, whatever I makes sense. And it to where it wants to go. That's, yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Tips minimum. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Brenda. Have a great weekend. Yep. Bye. Okay. Bye bye now. Nice of uh, Brenda to join us. Yeah. We can take another call here before we have to do a little other bit of business. And that would be John and Mrs. Saga. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, John. I haven't talked to you for a while. I know. I've been wondering what's going on. Well, uh, you know, it's winter. (laughs) I know. I hibernate in winter, Frank and Charlie, you know. I don't believe it. I bet you're growing something. Well, uh, you know, I already started. I pruned all my fruit trees, which Good. is seven. Yeah. Plus my, well, anyway, of somebody else's too. Mm. And I, I sprayed with uh, dormant oil and lime sulfur, Charlie, already. Oh, did you find the weather worked with you? You, you were well, above... Well, it did that time. Actually, that's the question, uh, you know. Do you think I should spray again? So the way it works, it's got to be above zero. Uh-huh. And, and it was. It, for, and preferably for, well, it should be above zero for at least 24 hours. Uh, and the reason why is because you want, see, the things you're trying to control, there's disease spores, pathogens, and there's insect eggs that you are trying to kill with this spray. Mm-hmm. And if it's below freezing, then all those pathogens are very, very dormant and not nearly as capable of being killed. Whereas when it warms up a bit, they start to get all excited and start to wake up and start to respire. And that's how your spray works. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, when I, I think it must have been about 10 days ago. We had a couple of sunny days. I got up in the morning, 7 o'clock, and mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, I, I sprayed. And that was, uh, I think, it rained the following day, maybe in the evening. Right. So you had a good 24 hours with the spray well yeah, in place. If I recall, last year, I think you told me it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a bad idea if you've sprayed twice. But I don't want to spray twice because, you know, I mean, if I have to, I do it. Yeah. I, you know what? If you followed, you know, it wasn't too windy, so you were able to get a good thorough spraying mm-hmm. all over the tr- trunk and branches and every single little bit of bark because these are dormant plants. Uh-huh. As long as you got thorough coverage, uh, it was above zero for 24 hours and it didn't rain within those 24 hours, I wouldn't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You're good. Yeah, if, if I may, um, if, if the dormant, because I did too, if the dormant oil good for catalpa? Catalpa? Yeah. Uh, yep, I believe you can use it on catalpa, yep. Yeah, because my catalpa, they have um, like foam. I noticed, like, you know, it looks like there is a, like cotton, like foam. On the leaves? No, on the bark. On the bark. Hmm. I don't know what that was or what that is. I've never seen it before. Well, there is a, there's a really interesting little insect. Usually you don't see it on bark. You see it on green bits. 
It's commonly called a spittle bug, uh-huh. just like spit, because it looks like somebody's just goovered all over your plant. <laughs> there's this blob of what looks like spit. But if you, if you pick through the spit, there's a little green insect underneath there, and that's a protective coating Ooh, that the insect covers. Little devil, Yeah, huh? it covers itself with this blob of foamy white spit, mm-hmm. and birds don't see the bugs that way. So I wonder, So if you see that again, I mean, you're fine to spray the catalpa. Uh, we are above zero right now, and yeah. tomorrow is going to be gorgeous. Uh, you're fine to spray it. But if you see that again, just uh, move the spit aside and see what's inside. Little green bug. Well, right now, though, it's, it's all because, you know, uh, I trim all the branches, right? Right. No, I understand. And you're not seeing any live insects on it right now, either. No, no. no. What I see, like, to be honest with you, Charlie, what I've seen is I, I even tried to scrape it a little bit. Mm. It looks like 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 cotton, like foam, like you know, about white stuff. Well, the only other th- okay, the the other white things that are sometimes outside. I mean, mealybug is typically on tropicals, and it's a white, cottony, waxy looking. Again, it's an insect with a coating. The other thing is scab, which is an in- an insect which covers its whole body with a little oyster shell scale. Not usually pure white and foamy looking though. Um, tell you what. Yeah. Spray. Mm-hmm. If you see that in, if you see that again uh-huh. this coming season, uh-huh. take a close-up photograph and email it to me. I will. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. Hey, Thank thanks. You. Have a good weekend. You Thanks too. A lot, Thanks for your call, Charlie. Bye, bye, John. <laughs> bye, bye, John. Uh, now, in case you're, uh, and this goes for everybody, uh, if they want to get a hold of Charlie via email, uh, the email address is thus c dot dobbin. That's d o b b i n at mzmedia dot com. Uh, we're we have to take a little bit of a break now. I'm going to ask Rochelle and Mary Lou who are hanging on the line there to just be patient. We will get to you, but when we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about the acorns, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and nuts. Fact, you have to, yeah, nuts to you. Nuts to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But before that, yes, I turn your back, please. Oh, turn, yes, turn your head because Willingly. I'm changing. I'm changing into my Sierra Silman costume. Yes, lycra, lycra. lycra. Oh my God! Oh, my and it's shiny is, too. Yes. Oh my God! Which it's is just worse? Like, cover my it's eyes. A good thing Woo! the sun isn't shining. It yes. bounces off. It's a wonderful uniform. Big S in the front. Yes, yes. With the cape's the best. <laughs> the part. cape. Oh, you like the cape? Good <laughs> for you. All righty. Well, Sierra Silk yes. is a wonderful product that yes. is found in the Sierra Mountains, and it's completely okay. natural. Yep. It's a mineral. And somehow, when you take the three little pills a day, yep. those little mineral bits of dust somehow oil the joints. Yeah, and you you wind up not having aches and pains in those in those yeah. places where you might have had aches and pains: wrists, knees, fingers. You know, where, even you know back and neck. Wherever you've got stiff joints, it's amazing that this can work for you. It doesn't work for everybody, but if it's going to work for you, you'll know it within fourteen days. Hence the phone number. One eight seven seven joint fourteen. There you go. It's called Sierra Sill. Let me spell it for you. S I E R R A S I L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio AM seven forty. And uh, Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden. We suddenly looked at the call board there and realized that Rochelle has been on the line for quite some time since the news, I do believe. So we're going to take that one call first before we get talking about uh, planting acorns. Hello, Rochelle. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good morning, and thank you, thank you. Good morning. 
Um, I got a an orchid on um, on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and I was unwrapping it from the paper wrapping, mm-hmm. and I took a look at the plastic, the clear plastic, and I thought, I'm not going to take that off until I talk to Charlie. Okay. <laughs> Does it have plastic over the top of the pot? Yes, yes, it is, and it's over the top of the flower, and it's quite tall. It reaches to the top of the flower, mm. and I'm wondering if that would be a good way to keep in humidity or if I'm looking for trouble. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It it might. It's, this is like a flexible plastic, not a not a yes, um, rigid. Yes. Um, yeah, because there are some little mini orchids that they sell that are actually in a tall glass vase. So it's that idea of a mini terrarium, but there is no top on those. So what I would do is I would take the plastic away because if that plant were to sit on a windowsill where light sunlight actually shone on the plant uh-huh. and it was encased in plastic, yeah, then it plastic. becomes a little oven. Yeah. And you don't want that. You'll bake the plant. So I would yeah, remove the plastic. Uh, but do recognize that you're right. Humidity is important for orchids. So get yourself either a spritzer if you don't have one or pull out your spritzer and remember to, to uh, not the, fl- you don't want to water the flowers necessarily, but you do want to mist the leaves and the okay. roots. Okay. The bag is open at the top. Okay. That's good. Yeah, just give it a squirt now and again. You know? I'm sorry, what? Just, just give it a little squirt, you know, with a spritzer. <laughs> Frank, Frank is becoming my sous sous chef, you know, capital S sous chef. Uh, he's wanting to take some responsibility well, here for course, how yeah. to care for orchids because he's quite familiar with them. Yes, I know. Uh, I was listening to that show. Yeah, we went to the orchid show. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. was amazing. Uh, okay, so, but I would still get it out of the plastic. I think that you will find, I mean, it's hard. Little hard. Usually, if a plant is in a plastic, you know, encased in plastic, it's strictly for the purposes of transportation, not for the long term. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But just well, be careful. It's such a temptation. Yeah. All right. Well, and it's good you got it open at the top because you do want that. The plant has to be able to get, uh, you know, carbon dioxide and oxygen exchange has to take place. Yes. Okay. okay. Thanks. I'll try it. All right. Thanks for joining us, Rochelle. Thanks for your call. Okay. Have a great weekend and uh, keep it where it is right now. AM 740 Zoomer Radio. And here we go to the acorns. All right. So just to give the backstory. Yes. Last fall, my niece had a baby. And when my niece was having a baby, my daughter, her cousin, said, I would like to plant a tree on behalf of my cousin's brand new baby. But I can't afford to buy a tree. And when that whole discussion came up... It was on a Friday, I believe, and you and I were heading off to High Park for breakfast on the Saturday. And I said to my daughter, well, guess what? I'm going to High Park, and there are acorns everywhere. Boy, were they ever. Because there's oak trees everywhere. I said, so why don't I just grab some acorns, and you can grow a tree? So she said, great, I would love to do that. So I grabbed some acorns for her, and you at the same time filled your pockets with acorns. We brought them all home, and what was the first thing we did? Well, first thing we did was put them in water, uh, a little container of water, actually, Mm -hmm. and let them sit there overnight. Uh, I let them sit for 24 hours, Mm -hmm. maybe. That's fine. That's fine. And any that floated would be 
garbage. Discarded. Just discarded. Yeah. They all sank. Right. Yeah, I think I had 11 or 12, yep. somewhere so, around there. So that was a good thing. And yep. the sinkers were technically yep. the keepers because yep. they clearly had the most they all, uh, they all know, sunk. weight. Yeah. They all sunk. So you kept them all. Yep. So then what did you do? We, well, you gave me some dirt. Yep. Some, Not dirt. Well, it's potting soil. Yes. Potting soil. It's actually soilless mix. And it was it, moist yep. and put them in a uh, little plastic bag, Ziploc like a Ziploc, yep. and put them in the fridge. They stayed there until this morning. Right. So and this morning you pulled your bag out of the fridge yep. and you brought it into the studio Indeed. and you started messing around with it and I slapped you. Slap you. Me. you should have slapped me. <laughs> Don't do that. So, yeah. well, yeah. now tell everybody what, why I slapped you. Well, what did we do? because you uh, went through the little pile of dirt. I dumped it all and, out yes, onto a piece of newspaper. You can hear me unwrapping here. Yeah. So right before me are all these acorns and... They're all active. They've all germinated. Yeah. There are, those are the roots. That's the radical. That's wow. the first root. Oak trees have tap roots, yep. which is one of the reasons mm. it's hard to transplant them because mm. a, a good example of a tap root would be a carrot, right? So think about transplanting a carrot. It's not an easy thing to do. But we are going to, now that we've got, I believe we counted 100% germination. So every single one of these little acorns has popped out a root, you know, broken that hard seed uh, coat and is now sending out that root. Be very gentle. You don't want to do any damage to those roots. I've brought pots. I've brought soilless mix. Each of these little acorns is going to be planted on its side into a pot. And we're going to wait until, obviously, the shoots will shoot out of the top and the roots will go down. And these are going to live outside for the summer, we're not going to put them out yet. It's uh, They're not quite ready to go out right. into the cold. Okay. We're going to keep them inside for the next month maybe or a few mm-hmm. weeks. We're going to take them outside. They're going to grow in pots all summer. All and right. then the only question is where will we plant black oak or Quercus right. velutina? I found one dud. Oh, you did? I did. So we didn't get 100%. Not 100%. But hey, pretty good. It, it one, might not be two, a dud. Three, like it might still four, come. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Number ten was is is still just sitting here, yeah. but it's not rotted or anything. It, well, it let's could still plant it. Grow. What the heck? Yeah. All right. Well, All no, right. we won't plant it. We'll keep oh. it. You can put it back in the fridge if you want, right. or you can plant it. Okay. Whichever. But bottom line is, that you've got a lot of oak trees. You could start yeah. a veritable forest. There. Oh my gosh! And uh, they are fairly special. The black oak doesn't grow just anywhere in Ontario, so we are going to have to be pretty careful. It's not like we could take these up to North Bay and expect okay. them to survive. They are native to Canada, but they are uh, typically part of the Carolinian forest. So mm-hmm. they are just, they hug the north side of Lake Ontario. And what I re- what I was reading about too is that they, um, the black oak, it's almost wholly confined to the deciduous forest region. So that's mm-hmm. down around the lake, except for one small outlying area north of the eastern end of Lake Ontario. It is intolerant of competition. Okay, so it does not want to be put in with a bunch of other trees and is usually found growing on poor, gravelly, or sandy soils. Really? But rarely in pure or dense stands. So it likes to stand alone, but Mm -hmm. wants good drainage. Okay. And when we plant them outside, we're going to have to cage them and keep them safe because otherwise they're just going to... The squirrels are going to get in there. Well, once they start to grow, the squirrels won't touch them. They might have dug up our acorns if we planted them straight outside last fall. But we've got got total control on them, but we just want to make sure that they aren't stepped on or run over by lawnmower or whatever. Okay. Okay. So you can get planting, and uh, we can uh, get to some callers. Okay. Well, we'll we'll uh, get to the callers right now. Let me see who we've got next. Mary Lou That'd be Mary Lou uh, from uh, Oakville. Hello, Mary Lou. Hi there. How are you? Great. I am fine. And Charlie's Good great morning. Too. Isn't it wonderful? It's going to be gardening soon. I know. Today. Well, tomorrow I'm figuring I'm going to be out there raking the lawn. 
Yes. Okay, and on to my question, because I'm sure you've got many callers. I have a lovely lime, limelight mm-hmm. hydrangea standard. Yes. But when it blooms, it just bends over, and it, <laughs> all, it doesn't break, but it's, it doesn't look very good. It's really weepy. Okay. Can I prune it back hard definitely, now? Definitely, yep. This is this the time is the to do time, it. time, yep. and I can be quite ruthless, Absolutely, I think, as well. be ruthless, because you don't want it doing that floppy thing. Okay, and it's flopping good. because it's a very vigorous plant and it's just got too much, like big, heavy flowers and too much stem can't hold, you know, doesn't, isn't able to hold those flowers upright. So How by, far back can I prune a branch? Well, in, in general, remember, you can remove up to one third of the plant at any one time. So your okay. biggest challenge. the length? As well as Width. individual branches? That's right. So on any one branch, you could go back one a third. full third. But, but try and so that when you stand back, you have a balanced plant. So that, what, you know, you've got that single stem in the center, which is why we call it a standard, and then all those branches coming out of the top. So you want it to be nice and balanced. You want 360 degrees, same width all the way around. You're going to take it back to a node or where it... Um, how do I explain that? Yes, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, you're going to take it right. And, and you can prune it quite hard. It's a very vigorous plant. Trust me. I have a, a regular limelight shrub, and I take, yes, I take it down every year by at least a third. Just okay. Because it gets well, huge. Do that today, and you guys, I really enjoy your show, and have a great day. Thank, well, thank you so you. much. That's a nice call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. betcha. Well, here we are uh, on the Garden Show from AM 740, ready to talk to uh, a resident of Brampton. That would be Joan. Hi, Joan. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Uh, my question this morning is about mulch. Uh, I have an old perennial bed that uh, I've laid down some, I guess, like shredded wood mulch mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. It, mostly to try and keep the goat weed down, which mm-hmm. is almost impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do I do this year? Do I rake it off and put fresh on? I'd like to put some manure in because the garden bed is quite old. It needs a little help. Yeah. I would not go to all the trouble of raking it off. I would get a hold of whatever manure you're going to get, whether it's bagged, uh-huh. composted manure, or you're going to get a truckload dropped off. Yes. I would uh, put that composted manure right on top of that um, you know, tired-looking last year's mulch. Right, okay. And that's, the mulch is good. It is 100% organic. It will decompose and add organic matter to your soil. The um, manure will speed up the decomposition. So uh, generally, I don't do a lot of digging in my gardens. I let the worms do all the work for me. That's good, because I can't dig it very well. <laughs> there you go, exactly. So, I mean, get just a nice layer. It could be, you know, half an inch deep of composted manure throughout the garden, on top of the mulch, not obviously touching where the new fresh uh, green growth is going to start to emerge from your perennials. And then once the soil has really warmed up and things have started to grow, so it might be June, get yourself fresh mulch and a two to four inch layer of fresh mulch will go on top of the composted manure. Now, Charlie, oh. this sound, this may sound like but a, a I'd have dumb... to wait to put the mulch on till later on. Yes, you don't want to put mulch on too soon because mm-hmm. it will keep the soil cool. And right now the soil is so cool, it's still frozen in some cases, we want it to warm up mm-hmm. and war- sun needs to beat down on it. So, so I can put the manure on soon or whenever ab- I get anytime. the Anytime, yep, anytime. Just you got to be careful because you don't really know where the plants are or maybe you do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, so you don't want to step. They're not hardly showing yet. Yeah, that's right. And also it might be a bit wet. We had uh-huh. quite a bit of rain. Stay okay. off of the gardens that are still soggy. We don't want to walk on soggy soil. For sure. 
Okay. All right. Now, Thanks very Char- much. Oh, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Charlie, uh, you had mentioned let the worms do the work. Is there any way of amending the, the n- number of worms you have? <laughs> amending? Yeah. No, well. Add, no, you, know. you just encourage the worms you've got to have lots of babies. So you make Play sure some neat romantic music. No, you know. make sure that they've got lots to eat. <laughs> worms will chew up organic material. Okay, not live. You know yeah, they yeah. won't chew up the roots of your plants. But you see, you've got to feed your worms. That's where the composted manure comes ah, in. That's are. where the mulch comes in. Okay, well, that's all worm food. I'm glad I asked. Oh, you see, there I, you go. Thanks I, for asking. Okay, we're up to our next <laughs> break here, and we're going to be back to have a word with Sophie. Uh, in Hamilton, but we uh, do want to talk once more. Uh, I want to get people to try, uh, if you have sore, achy muscles from doing all the gardening work, which you'll be doing very shortly. <laughs> I'm just shortly. thinking about it, I get yeah, achy. you get achy. <laughs> well, use the new analgesic topical spray. Mm. It's by Sierra Seal. It contains seven natural oils that are pain relievers mm-hmm. and as muscle well pain. yes muscle yeah. pain that's right and uh, in with the addition of sierra silk in that spray too you can even add it to your bath water right and yeah, five idea. or six spritzes in there and it, uh, just uh, i know i haven't tried this myself but i'm only going from the literature they sent me yeah apparently it really works like a charm i wonder if the smell i mean it really has a very distinctive odor it smells like you've fallen out of a pine tree it does but i wonder if part of the feeling good you know when you put it on comes partially from that smell you know it's like vicks vapor rub right it's such a distinctive you know when you put it on you feel Mm -hmm. nice and warm and you get that camphor smell i just i wonder if there's something going on there as well well could well be, but the main thing is give it a try. Yeah, give it and, a try. and it doesn't hurt. You didn't no. really fall out of a pine tree. No. <laughs> no. Anywhere that you can buy uh, Sierra Sil the pill, mm-hmm. you'll find Sierra Sil the topical analgesic spray. Give it a try, my friends. Sierra Sil. S I E R R A S I L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And here we go, traveling around the countryside over to uh, Hamilton. Sophie, good morning and welcome to the show. Hello, Good Sophie. morning to you both. Yep. I can hardly hear you. Oh, oh my. Speak louder. Here we are. Um, Charlie, I'm so happy that you're talking about germinating seeds, and mm-hmm. that's my question. Mm-hmm. Now, some seeds you can plant right in the ground. Others, of course, you need to germinate. Right. How do I know which one is which? And I will hang up so I can hear you. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Okay, so... Um, Sophie's question is, what seeds are, do we direct seed out, outdoors, directly yeah. into the ground, versus pot them up inside before they go out? Inside. Okay. If you're purchasing your seeds and they are in little packages that you've purchased, it will tell you right on the package. It will, it will say either start indoors, it'll usually say six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks before the last frost. Mm-hmm. Well, we never really know when the last frost is, but we do our best to figure that out. Sometimes it'll show, you know, it'll just say very clearly, yeah. uh, seed directly in garden, because some plants don't like to be transplanted, mm-hmm. right? When I'm talking about the oak trees with the taproot, they will be transplanted. You will plant them very carefully from the pots because you don't want to break the taproot. So, um, so if you're, like I said, read the packages. If for some reason you're getting seeds that aren't in packages, so people are giving them to you or you've 
pick them up at a seed exchange, then I would Google them. Um, mm-hmm. there, are, there are wonderful websites out there. Go to seedsavers.com. You'll find everything you need to know about seeds from there as well. So, Sophie, that would be my, my best suggestion as to whether you should start them indoors or take them directly outdoors. All righty. Okay. Okay. One well, thing one I just thing. I just flashed oh, yeah. on this. Remember last week? Yeah. We had a call from Albert. Yes. He was calling about his Bartlett pears. Oh, right. And yeah. he said that yeah. last year all the fruit dropped. So he had lots of flowers, lots of fruit, but it all dropped. Yes. A <clears throat> couple of things. Albert, I hope you're listening. One is he mentioned he had two Bartlett pears. Bartlett pears require another pear for cross-pollination purposes. It will not pollinate itself. It will always look for another pear that's not a Bartlett. Wow. So if you're going to have two pears on your property, try to make sure they're not the same varieties. Hopefully, or, or convince a neighbor to plant, plant another pear as well. And what's the distance involved here? Oh, you've got a good half a kilometer. You know, oh, it's all okay. wind pollination. Well, not all wind. There's a lot of insect pollination as well. But, you know, you, you've got a good range. You can doesn't have to be right next door. But I'm just wondering if perhaps that's what's happened, is that these Bartlett pears don't have a, a different pear. So... What they'll do is they'll pollinate themselves because there's no other pollen around, but it's not a, a vigorous fruit. Like, it's not a good take, if you will. Right. So you have very few fruit. So I'm wondering if maybe that's what's going on. No other pears around. The Bartlett is fertilizing itself. It looks like you've got fruit, but then it all drops because it wasn't really good quality fruit anyway, and the pear knows it. The other thing is, is with pears, you have to thin the fruits to one fruit per spur, which means you go from, you know, 500 fruits on the tree right down to about 50 on the tree to get good quality, good size, and and something that the tree can bear. They will drop, they will self-prune, and perhaps that's what's going on. The plant is self-pruning to the point of dropping them all, or you have to go out and prune yourself. Just the little tiny thumbnail-sized fruits, one left per spur. Remember to fertilize in the spring, feed the tree. The tree is going to use a lot of energy to grow those pears so, and itself. So, yeah. you know, fertilizer, 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 which could be composted manure around the base. Mm-hmm. It could be whatever, you know, deep root feeding. Right. Whatever, whatever. And be care- remember, of course, the, the uh, lime sulfur that we were talking about earlier with John, the dormant spray, because there are diseases like fire, pl- fire blight is a big one that pears get, which will completely eliminate the opportunity for the plant to do any flowering or fruit bearing. And you don't want to lose the plant to fire blight. Okay, there are a number of possible solutions. Hope one of them uh, would turn out yeah, to be correct. Yeah, so Albert, I can say, I hope you're yeah. listening and something there was going to help. Exactly. Maybe a little later on today, uh, I want to uh, I want to go home and uh, turn on the masters. Maybe have a beer and some pistachio nuts. Because <laughs> and I just uh, why I thought of that is because Jane in Scarborough is calling about pistachio nuts. Uh, hey, uh. hi Jane. Hi Frank. Hi Charlie. Good morning. Um, pistachio nuts. It's it was the shells I was talk. I wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. I have been eating a lot of. <laughs> potassio nuts, and I wondered if I crushed them, could I use them the same as crushed eggshells around the plants outside so the slugs wouldn't get them? Sure. Sure. I mean, the shells are, as we mentioned, 100% organic. So even uncrushed, you could just put them out. If you have enough, like if you've really eaten enough, I mean, you could make walkway, you know, (laughs) walk on them. Not quite that much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, if you've got like a good, uh, strong blender or something that can, or you want to get out there with a hammer or a couple of rocks, break them up. Yes, they're, they're 
tough and sharp and certainly any slug that crawls over top of something like that is going to, you know, lacerate its belly and ooze its juices and die a nice nasty death. Well, thank you so much. I've been saving them and then I thought I better check and see if they're or should I just put them in the compost? No, no. Well, either way, but, but you know. Yeah, use them, sure. Sure, why not use them? Thank and you very much. You're okay. very welcome. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us all the way from Scarborough, my friends. Yeah, the Garden Show from AM740. We are on the air. To uh, reach Charlie, um, we can, uh, there's one line free right now, 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And Charlie and I shall return in just a moment after these words. Success, failure, triumph, scandal. These are the stories behind the stars. Each week, Larry Jackson shines a celebrity spotlight on one of the greatest names in entertainment. The work incorporated elements of Latin music, reggae, and jazz. He clearly saw what could be done if you took a pretty young girl and promoted her right. Celebrity Spotlight with Larry Jackson. Intriguing biographies of extraordinary people. Saturday afternoon at 3.30 on Zoomer Radio AM 740. Spirit of the Dance, an award-winning Irish dance spectacular. Live at Niagara Falls View Casino, June 12th to 21st. The international smash hit Spirit of the Dance takes the stage with dynamic lighting, dazzling costumes, heart-pounding music, and breathtaking choreography. Tickets are available at the Falls View box office or any Ticketmaster location. Spirit of the Dance, live June 12th to 21st at Niagara Falls View Casino. If you or a loved one require assistance at home with day-to-day living, call the professionals at Right at Home, Canada's most trusted providers of in-home care. Right at Home's care planners offer supportive in-home care for better health and more independence. They work with you to create and manage the perfect program to help with your health, well-being, and independence. Offering both non-medical and medical in-home care, Right at Home covers all of your needs. Nothing is too little or too big. Right at Home, taking the anxiety out of aging. one 855 983-4663. Create a one-of-a-kind outdoor living space that reflects your distinctive style. Visit Arts, the landscape supplier, and explore the many choices of Unilock paving stones and retaining walls to make your project your own. Arts, the landscape supplier. Durham and the GTA have been trusting Arts for all their landscaping needs for over 40 years. Shouldn't you? New entrance on Lake Ridge Road, just north of Taunton, is now open. Visit Arts, the landscape supplier today. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Pushing along to our calls here, quickly let's get to Chris in Smithville. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Just a quick question. Uh, uh, I've got a... A small trailer full of walnuts, sort of black walnuts that I picked up off the yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie, is uh, mm-hmm. if I take those back along the fence line mm-hmm. and just step them into the ground, mm-hmm. would they grow? They still got the husks on them, and they, you know, they look kind of gross with being in there all all winter. But it a, was it a closed trailer or an open trailer? Open trailer. Open trailer. Okay, so that's good because it was closed. I was going to say they probably rotted. No, uh, no yeah. So they had snow on them, and they were just sitting there. So. Yeah, I never got them to. Uh, uh, I never took them back for the squirrels back in the bush. But yeah, they could. They could. It could work. Is, uh, uh, no, but uh, that being said, is there a book I can get on plant uh, starting trees from seed? 
<laughs> that you'd recommend, or do I need to go through? Uh, I think a, it's called the Durr. Well, Durr, uh, Michael Durr is the the tree guy who's written a lot of books, but he doesn't. Well, mind you, generally his books. Yeah, he's got so many books. I'm just trying to think. He, he doesn't go into the whole idea of every detail on how to start a tree from seed. But I will tell you, if you have access to the internet. I, in my sort of fooling around last night with these acorns and thinking about, you know, planting the acorns on the radio. Yeah, that's why I call because it's, yeah. Yeah, I um, I just, uh, you know, Googled planting acorns and a couple of YouTube videos came up. There's a young guy, I think his name was like Jeremiah Johnson or something. It's a, like that kind yeah. of a name. Young guy, young voice doing videos on how to start trees from seeds. Okay, so, so he I, does I oaks, he does maples. Yeah, just, just Google, um, wa- you know, growing walnuts from seed. Okay. Okay. And that should come up. And it, Well, he, if he's done a video on that, but something will come up. There's all kinds of good information there. Oh, I uh, never thought. I'm not a computer person, but my wife and son are. Yeah, well, there you go. One of those people can help you. The other thing is, I mean, I can, I've got a lot of how to start anything from seed books, yeah. but there's so many things to start that, yeah, it's really you want to concentrate on trees. But I, I can check into that, see if there is a, an excellent book out there, and if so, I'll, I'll yeah, announce it. Yeah, I listen it. every week. If you happen to yeah, next have week. something that I can turn around and, and yeah. purchase. Just Go to Indigo right or whatever. Yeah, okay, sounds good. Little yeah, homework. I'll listen for it next week. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks Thank for calling. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Chris, oh, he's gone. Yeah. I just want to mention, uh, talk about the Smithville Fall Fair. It's a great fall fair. Oh, where is Smithville? And Well, in the Niagara Peninsula. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I so just, when you lived in St. Catharines, yeah, you would yeah. zip out there and go to the fall fair. It's wonderful. Good pie. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> it's now, all about the boy when it comes to fall fairs. Guess who's calling in? Who's calling in from White River? Oh, really? Hmm. That cold White River. Yeah, Good would that be morning. Rick on the line? Rick? Hello, Rick. Good morning. How's things? You still got well, snow? we had 18 inches of snow there two days ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, oh. so my green thumb is kind of turning sore from shoveling. <laughs> I was going to say it's frozen <laughs> oh, solid. So that 18 inches went on the four feet that you still have from, from the past. Well, it's, I don't know when it's going to be an awfully short summer, that's for sure. Yeah. My <gasps> question is about parsley. Mm-hmm. I'm having, over the years, I've never had a lot of success germinating parsley seed. Uh, you, you have to scarify, and I've heard sometimes you rub it between sandpaper and stuff like that. But um, maybe you know some tricks. I don't know. Okay, so so just so people understand, so scarifying is what is basically sandpapering. It's where you scar the outer shell of a seed, the seed coat, to actually abraze it. Well, then it's more able to actually absorb water to then actually Uh. germinate. So some seeds, I'll soak them overnight. Mm. And parsley is one of those. You could soak it overnight just in a little saucer of water, room temperature water. I do that with like beets. Um, So many of them, yeah, just radishes, throw throw the, you don't even need to do it with radishes, but just throw the whatever number of seeds into a little saucer of water, let it sit overnight, and then plant the next morning because or afternoon because the scarifying is pain in the rear end with tiny seeds. Right. <laughs> Sandpaper. You, t- you take more skin off than you will anything else. <laughs> yeah. uh, nicking, you know, with a knife. That's, right. yeah. that's the other thing. So that's basically what we did. We stratified putting the acorns in the fridge. Yes. Stratifying is cooling. And we didn't scarify. Like, we didn't do any kind of breaking of the seed coat. Yeah. But the soaking and the moist uh, soilless mix and the cold 
allowed the the, the germination, the germination to happen and the seed coat to get busted open. How about that? So are you germinating in the fridge or is it just yeah, no, they actually did germinate in the fridge. They, well, yeah. they, yep, the little roots are starting almost, to grow. Some of them have like an inch of uh, root, root, first root, radicals. So it would be like pansies do the same thing? I don't, it's a good question. I can't think I've ever grown pansy from seed. Well, I slid, slid a second question in there. Just yeah, you did. Oh, Sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad boy. Bad okay. boy, Rick. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for calling. Have a good one. Coming, it was, uh, got uh, we got two time. and a half minutes. Uh, okay. Well, we'll see what happens here. Okay. Helen, if you can make it quick from Pickering, let's do that. Hi. Good morning. Uh, yes, I received a lovely little Easter planter from my daughter for, for Easter, uh-huh. and it has the little bulbs in it of tulips, daffodils, hyacinths, cavalry. Nice. Do I just let them die off, and then what do I do with the bulbs? Well, the the spring blooming bulbs you mentioned, the hyacinths, the tulips, uh, those yeah. Once the flowers are finished, get your scissors, cut off the dead or past flowers, mm-hmm. leave the green leaves, allow the green leaves to grow for the next eight to ten weeks. Uh-huh. Eventually, they'll turn yellow, and eventually, you will store them away somewhere dark and wherever cool. With the intention of planting them out in your garden, if you can, to come up in your garden next spring. Oh, okay. The calla lily, though, you can take it out of that planter, plant it up all by itself in its own little pot, and it will grow for you all summer, outdoors, half-day sun, half-day shade, lovely plant in the garden or or in a planter. It's it's a very petite one. That's fine. But it will grow outside. Yeah, it does. See, it's just it's just woken up, and it it'll stay awake for the next six months. Whereas oh, okay. the, so, the tulips and everybody else wakes up, blooms, and is done in in a very short period, yeah, and goes back okay. to sleep. So I put those bulbs away. Yep, put them away, and if you done. can plant them outdoors this summer or fall, in a place where they can come up next spring, you can enjoy them again then. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Glad we were Thank able you. to Bye-bye. squeeze that one in, Ellen. Yeah, yeah you bet. Uh, yeah, thanks. we did a good job there, didn't we? Well, I... <laughs> yes, I did. Wait, what you well, we were able to shot? squeeze that in. <laughs> giving me a shot. She just already slapped me this morning when I started to touch what? those little acorns. I was afraid, no, no, bang, I was afraid you were going to break them. I know. They're just, they're My very fragile at this point. They're person. like little newborn babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough already. We've got to get out of here. We do. Dave's so, Corner Garage guys are here. And, all. and you're yeah. on again later, I assume? I am, yep. 2 to 3.30. Yes. I'll have lots of great music. Oh, very good. Lots of fun. Okay, and um, yes, I'm off to, to do some family things, but tomorrow, Garden Day. Yeah, and, and then 16 we're going to degrees. Park We morning. are, yeah. Breakfast. It's on you. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sebastian, okay. Justin. See you all again next The week. Garden Show is brought to you by the Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations, including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.